The sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Bryant sends one to deep left. Way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. Way back in my feet. It could be. Cobweb. 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 Holy cow. Look at the left fielder. He has the ball in the end. He has that one. And here comes the cops out on the field. is now in our number one in the books jose volonte marco d'angelo in the studio today sitting in for tc martin live here on the tc martin show we are live on kshb radio 1400 am 107.1 on your fm dial and streaming everywhere worldwide on the tc martin show.com Remember, if you miss any part of the show, go to tcmartinshow.com. Under the podcast section, you can check out all the previous interview shows and any classic shows or interviews that TC may have had in the past. tcmartinshow.com. Check it out. Remember, TC Martin will be back tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. here live on a Throwback Thursday. And then he'll be live on Friday. Don't forget, every single Friday, live from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas, the world's largest sportsbook. Home of the giant 4K video wall. Watch the games in comfort in a non-smoking environment. The world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Normally, you can find Marco and uh, TC there. But, Marco, you're going on vacation, you said. So, you, you won't be there this Friday. But you can definitely catch uh, TC. And, again, the Aces come back home for the next five. So, you can catch the Aces at home at Michelob Ultra Arena. And you can also catch our guy TC on the sidelines doing his thing at the Aces games. Now, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball. So, before we do so, before we get our guy... Harry Ruiz here on the line on the show. I wanted to throw out some of the lines that are out there today and see if any of these just go, basically cross your mind and go, should I be on this side? Should I be on that side? Because you have some lines that are crazy and some that aren't, right? Depending on what team you're betting and who you're looking to bet today in baseball. The biggest, obviously, name game on the board would be the Dodgers playing the Anaheim Angels, as I like to call them. I'm sorry, they are not even in L.A. County. They are not the L.A. Angels. They are the Anaheim Angels. The only team in L.A. is the Dodgers, and I know Harry will agree with me on that. But on this game, we had the Angels coming in at a minus 146 favorite, over and under sitting at minus, uh, I'm sorry, over and under sitting at nine favorite to the under. A lot of money coming in on the Angels. Not that much overall percentages-wise in the high 60s. Marco, are you looking at this game? And if so, which side would you be looking on? I did lean to the Angels in this game. Line got a little bit too high for me. I don't think there's any value in them anymore. And I'm a little bitter. I was on the Angels <laughs> last night. And anytime Denver is going to go, he went seven innings, two hits last night and lost. Ah. You'll take that, right? Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I would have been betting more if you'd have told me what his pitching line was going to look like last night. But, uh, that price, uh, and again, this is one of those things you talk as a better, uh, Jose. If the numbers has gone, you, you sometimes you just got to pass the game. Definitely, definitely. Now, since we're talking Dodgers Angels, let's go ahead and bring out our guy, Harry Ruiz. He is the founder of La Nación Raider on the Spanish side. If you guys like to listen to anything Spanish related with the Raiders, but today we're bringing him in to talk some baseball because he is a Dodger fan. So it's perfect that we bring him in into this conversation today. But before we start the convo, Harry, I appreciate you, my brother. How you been? How's everything going out there today? Doing all right. Staying busy, man. That freelance and part-time life, you just got to get as many gigs as you can. And that's the way it's been this, these last couple of months. So hanging in there. And for those of you that do not know, my very first sports talk radio show was here on KSHP. It was Sudden Death Sports. And my very first guest was none other than Harry Ruiz. I don't know if you remember that, Harry. I thought I brought in your guest, Eric Winalda. I don't know if it was me, but if it was me, thank you. No, you actually were my first guest, and then you brought in Eric Winalda for me right after. That's what it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I remember being in there. <laughs> 
But Harry, look, big, big outing yesterday by Clayton Kershaw. Obviously surprising a lot of people this year on what he's doing, right? I believe he's on a one-year contract. Most people say he's at the end of his career, didn't really have much left in the tank, but he's proven everyone wrong. He's basically the ace of the Dodgers at 35 years old, still showing that he has a lot left in the tank. Now, the Dodgers on the other side, record-wise, not necessarily what you expected them to be. Bottom 20, I believe it is as well, in ERA as a team, as a pitching staff overall. What have you seen from this Dodgers squad so far this season that you believe needs to be worked on more than anything to get back to their winning ways that we know of the Dodger baseball? Injuries. Just look at the injury list that the Dodgers have at this moment, and it's ridiculous. You got Julio Urias, Max Muncy just won on it recently. Gavin Lux, before the season started, he was slated to be the starting second baseman, and he ended up getting hurt. The Dodgers have just been hit by the injury bug really, really hard, and that has hurt them. Trace Thompson, Jimmy Nelson, Dustin May earlier this month was sent to the 60-day uh, injury list. I was on my way to L.A. actually that day, and I was listening to the game on the radio, and after the first inning, he got taken out of the game, if I recall correctly, against the Mets, and it was just a very hard thing to see that another guy from the Dodgers was in the injury list. So include Walker Buehler, who is out. <laughs> for the season, and then add Dustin May, who's a future ace for the team, then Julio Diaz isn't pitching right now, and it's like the Dodgers, you look at their roster, and it's pretty much Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin, who fortunately he has returned, but then it's like rookies, They're, those are the guys that are keeping this rotation going, the micro Michael Groves of the world, the Gavin Stones of the world. Last week, Emmett Sheehan did a fantastic job, and unfortunately, the Dodgers weren't able to back up his incredible outing. He pitched six no-hit innings against the Giants, and the Dodgers lost that night. So the pitching has been, the starting pitching has been solid, thanks to a deep farm that the Dodgers have, but then the, the bullpen this past week, it was terrible, and it has been terrible the last two weeks, actually, and that's why the Dodgers dropped from first place to second place to then third place after getting swept by the Giants. Harry, no question. That's the question I was going to come to you is the Achilles heel has been that bullpen this year. They haven't got, you know, consistent, reliable uh, bullpen uh, help at closing out games. But, you know, for if you're saying the Dodgers to be where they're at with all of the injuries they've had, and then you look at the, the other two teams in a division that really, in my opinion, are, are surprising everybody. I mean, nobody thought Arizona was going to be doing what they were doing. You, the Giants uh, are playing better than I anticipated them to play. And then the fact that they got that, you know, that sweep over the Dodgers, that was a huge series uh, for the Giants to be where they're at. You got to expect the front two teams to come back to them a little bit. And once they get through some of these injuries, and do you see them as we come up this final month before the trade deadline? Do you see them going out and trying to get something for the bullpen? 100%. They absolutely have to. I mean, the Dodgers, this is their down year, and their down year has them with a record of 40 and 33, four games out of first place in the NL West, which a lot of teams wish they were in that position. Heck, it's the Braves have the best record in the National League, and they're seven games ahead of the Dodgers, so it's not even that far. Why is it a down year? Because the Dodgers didn't invest as much as they did in the previous decade during free agency because they're going for that big fish that they're playing against tonight in Anaheim. So if they want to contend, which they do because they're the Dodgers and they have to every single year, they have to replenish that bullpen and then hope they get the likes of Julio Urias back, that Dustin May, that that um, forearm injury that he suffered earlier this month isn't as tough as it was as they as at first it seemed like it, because if it had been a situation where it was another Tommy John surgery for Dustin May, we wouldn't be seeing him until 2025. So we're just hoping it is a forearm situation and not anything deeper. But the Dodgers, they got reinforcements coming from the injury list, but they need to get that bullpen together. Harry Ruiz joining us here live on the TC Martin Show. Harry, Clayton Kershaw, nine wins on the season so far. I mean, the guy's pitching like he is not the age that he is. I, If I'm being honest with you, my guy, you're a bigger Dodger fan. I'm not a Dodger fan. I follow the Dodgers because I'm from L.A. But if I'm being honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he had anything left in the tank. I thought he was probably going to be someone that can start coming out of the bullpen and be a reliever. Mm -hmm. Call me crazy. And he's proved 
me and a lot of people that I've spoken to completely wrong. Now, not a lot of people had the same sentiment as me saying, you know, bullpen guy, but a lot of people thought he would just hang it up after last year. A lot of people thought that maybe it was time for him to just take a, you know, a step back and, and call it a career. He's done a lot. He's for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But what have you seen from him? Has he done anything in your eyes from watching him pitch this season that he's reinvented himself that has made him pitch the way he's pitched so far? I mean, he's got 103 Ks already on the season. If I recall correctly, it's his 16th year in the big leagues, this 2023 season. And a lot of people, they always try to write him out and be like, he's not elite anymore. I'm like, guys, it's Clayton freaking Kershaw. This guy, like you said, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And there's going to be two or three voters that won't give him that first ballot vote just because of his uh, playoff hiccups that he had throughout his career but this guy you look at the off-speed pitches that curveball last night he was in command mostly all the way until the seventh inning he did incredible and he is in command when he's on that mound and he's in my opinion he's the greatest pitcher i've gotten to see and i've been fortunate enough since i moved back from mexico in 2010 i immediately started going to dodger stadium and that was his first a full season with the team. I was there at Dodger Stadium in 2011 when he reached 20 wins for the first time in his career, when he got his first Cy Young the following season uh, in person, and then he won an MVP. This this guy is just something spectacular, and he's going to play as long as he wants to play. He's a father of four right now, and now the big question, it's either going to be the Dodgers or the Rangers. He's not going to play anywhere else, <laughs> and so far... It's being the Dodgers, and I hope that that situation with Pride Night last week isn't going to screw us over and have him play with the Rangers this final season or final two seasons or however long he's going to gift us with him being on the mound. But for me, he I, I, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to tell him in Arizona. I went to a game in April, and I was like, hey, man, you're my GOAT. Thank you, Kirsch. I was like, I don't even need your autograph. I got plenty of your autographs back in the day. I just wanted to tell you thank you, and he just smiled. And that, that he's an out of, he's a from another planet, man. I just hope he stays healthy and he's able to pitch the way he has so far uh, since March. Yeah, they had the one stretch there in May, and that's when the naysayers were jumping on board. He had the, <laughs> the three game. I you know, told you <laughs> the three game stretch where you know he only went twelve innings in those three games, and he gave up ten runs. And everybody said, "Oh, okay, this is what we expected." But he's bounced back with you know four sensational starts since then, and I don't want to jinx him, so I'm almost afraid <laughs> to bring it up. But he's been able to avoid the back issues so far this year, and that's always been a problem where you know it's caused him problems he's been injured you know injury prone you know the last you know few years he misses time and you know in for a year for him to be healthy without having you know walker bueller you know for any of this year uh you know it's huge for the dodgers and in fact he said if he can continue to pitch the way he is and with his experience and when you get to the playoffs you know, a lot of these young guys, you know, you got two things against them. A lot of these teams have young pitching sensations. You get to the playoffs, they've never been there before. You get to that stage. That's one thing they got to overcome. Another thing you got to overcome with young pitchers late in the year is arm fatigue. These guys, you know, hey, you know, they come from the minor leagues. They don't have that bulk of innings on them. And then you start to see them, you know, tell off a little bit at the worst time of the season. So having, him do what he's done for the Dodgers. And if they can make that leap and get to, you know, catch, because I expect one, if not both, Arizona and San Francisco is going to come back to the back. I agree with yeah, you. No, and, yeah. No, go for it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Harry. Oh, sorry. Me personally, I think one of those two teams is just going to fall off. And the Giants, they had a fantastic, they're having a fantastic month of June. And let's just see. Let's remember just two years ago, they had the best record in baseball with one win more than the Dodgers did. So it's like they were able to do that with an average roster that was just playing lights out. They're playing a lights out month. How long are they going to be able to do so? True. I think the Giants are going to take a back seat, if I'm being honest with you. I think that would be the team that we see doing a moonwalk. The one team that I see is not going to stop and will give you guys your competition. I think the Dodgers will still be there at the end of the day fighting for it as they are every single year. But it's the Diamondbacks. 
I, I want to move away from the Dodgers a little bit here, but it's a team that's still in your same division. They're playing today. They got their ace, Zach Gallon, 8-2 on the season, 2.96 ERA, a 1.13 whip. The guy is being mentioned as possibly a Cy Young award winner this year for most people that follow baseball. Do you think that the Diamondbacks will still be there at the end of the day being your competition, or can you see them falling back, Harry? No, I see them as a very big threat to the Dodgers this season in the National League West, which is actually appreciated because unlike football, where I, I, me as a Raiders fan, I say I hate all of our three divisional opponents the same way. When you look over at baseball, it's the Dodgers and the Giants. We don't like each other at all. And then the other three teams, in my opinion, are just irrelevant. You don't even look at them as a threat. And even the Padres, they're trying to buy their way to a World Series championship, and they can't even buy their way to being a 500 team. So right now, I love it that it's the, the Diamondbacks, the ones that are having a good season and that are being constant throughout the year. And it's mostly with guys that they brought on board. Heck, just a month ago, they DFA'd Madison Bumgarner, and they're paying him a ridiculous amount of money to not play instead of playing him because they prefer having other pitchers in that rotation that they're giving them a shot and that they're doing a better job at it than Mad Bum. So I like the way the D-backs did their roster. I like the way that they've given opportunity to players that deserved opportunities and that they brought throughout their system or that they traded as prospects their way and now they're doing their thing in the majors so much props to the arizona diamondbacks i got no problem doing that and be and saying that these guys are real threats right now the reality as well is you look at how many games are, have been played we're still not halfway through the season it's good so as, we gotta see how they, how if they can keep it up as good as zach gallon has been this year the one knock has been there's one pitcher that had a home road dichotomy. His road record, his ERA was 5.78 uh, going into today's game. So for him to go into Milwaukee, a team that, granted, is not playing good baseball right now, but Milwaukee was the consensus pick to you know to win the National League uh, Central uh, to dominate them today. Uh, big props to them and then you talk about mad bomb and you know them you know pay you know making the decision they brought one of the young pitchers they brought up was was henry that's the guy that took his spot in the rotation and he's pitched okay for them this is one of those ones though when you get to the postseason you're going to have one of those young arms that's not been there before and let's see you know if that arm holds up for the uh, dog days of summer and when we get into September uh you know that's rug cutting time whenever you're playing all your division rivals well Zach Gallen got the win today though nine and two now Diamondbacks get the win on the road against Milwaukee so they keep going he, he kind of goes back and forth depending on how it is I guess and Milwaukee just not hitting the ball well Arizona is hot they're a team that I think can make some noise in the National League. Will they stick overall as one of the best teams when it's all said and done? I don't know. I think Atlanta, to me right now, is still probably the best team. I Granted, obviously, we look at records, we look at everything else, but just the way they're playing, the way that they have their pitching, I think that Atlanta overall is the team to beat right now in baseball. Not necessarily just the National League. I know people are going to call me crazy because of what the Rays are doing in the American League, but I mean... They're just on fire right now. I mean, Atlanta, what do you guys see from Atlanta currently? They're just as solid as our round franchise. I mean, they're a team that you're, you can't avoid them being good. And you add that they're healthy, that they're looking good with the guys that they got in the roster. Ronald Acuna, he's, he's a superstar in the league. Ozzy Albies, he's super solid. Austin Riley, he was a nightmare for me when the Dodgers were playing against the Braves in the postseason a couple of years ago. And it's like, you just can't get him out of your way. And then you add Matt Olson at first base. This team is just solid from the first spot in the lineup to number nine. And then you add the pitching, that rotation. I mean, it's just a great team that has been managed in a fantastic way. They've lost players, but at the same time, they brought up new guys that have just played as good or better than the guys that they replaced. Going into today's action, plus 102 run differential with the Braves. Now, Miami, who's in second place in the uh, National League East, uh, this is a team that's it's a surprise. Uh, they're doing it. Their ace is not having an ace-type season so far, Sandy uh, uh, Alcantara. But you look at some of the young pitchers that they have brought up, this team doesn't score a lot of runs. They're 
<laughs> amazingly, nine games over 500 with a run differential. They're minus 15 on the year. If they can get some hitting to go with the pitching, you know, they can stick around for a while, but they're not as good as Atlanta and the other surprise in the National League that we haven't talked about uh, in the National League Central. Mm. Early in the season, it was the Pittsburgh Pirates, <laughs> yeah. my Pirates, but they, they soon went back to what we expected of them. Uh, they can't hit their way out. Nine-game losing streak for they, the Pirates. They can't, right? hit, yeah. they can't hit the baseball. That's the problem right now. But how about the Cincinnati Reds? And they're getting back, you know, uh, a big player for them just come back this week. Can they stay where they're at? Harry? That's a very, very difficult question. <laughs> I, honestly, he paused on that one for a minute. I, it's like every every day I'm watching their game, and I'm like, how are they just being able to be this consistent? But I'm looking at them the same way as the Pirates. It's like, yo, trade deadline is coming up, and you got those four teams right now that are – because the Cardinals, I got a feeling this is a, a very down year for them. But the Reds, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, you don't know if they're buyers or if they're sellers. Of course, right now, everybody with a double-digit – um, win streak with the Reds is like, oh no, they're going to be buyers. I'm like, really? Cincinnati? They don't spend a dime if they don't have to spend a dime. And I don't think they will. They'll be like, hey, we're doing just fine right now. And then comes July and they're going to start getting down, 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 and it's going to be tough. So I love the Red story right now, but I don't think they will be able to keep it up uh, for much longer. It's okay. nice, though. If, if, if we're being fair, though, Marco, Freeland was supposed to pitch today. They switched it out. It ended up being a bullpen day for Colorado. Oh, yeah. Look how many pitchers they use. But still, Cincinnati, 11-game win streak, crazy as it is. And I'm going to show you later, Marco, but a lot of people don't know this, and I talked about it earlier in the morning on Twitter. The Rockies actually opened as a favorite when this line originally came out, and it flipped within like a minute or two to Cincinnati. Could have been a glitch. Could have just been a mistake, an error. Who knows? But it's crazy because if people were jumping on that, jumped on the wrong side, definitely. But, Harry, my man, I greatly appreciate you joining us and giving us a few moments of your time. Let everyone know where they can find you on all things social media that you got going on with the Raiders. Of course, uh, at Harry Ruiz on Twitter, at Harry underscore Ruiz on Instagram. If you're listening to the show, obviously you like stuff in English. That's where I post mostly in English. At La Nacion Raider, if you want information in Spanish about the silver and black, I'm pretty much the only person that talks about the Raiders in Spanish being there covering the team day by day. So check that out. Appreciate you, my guy. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a nice week, guys. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Harry Ruiz, joining us there. I wanted to get him on because he, he's always on the radio talking football, but mm -hmm. I know he knows his baseball, and that shows you there, obviously. And he's a fan of his team, but he's also not biased. Right. And if you listen to the way he talked about his team and the things that he said about other teams, obviously he doesn't like the Giants. You're always going to hate your rival. You, I know that. I'm a Yankee fan, and I freaking I can't stand Boston Red Sox or anything like that. So I, I get it, but you can't be biased if you're going to be giving your opinions at the end of the day. you got to be honest. That's like when gambling, right? I don't know about you, but I don't bet with my heart. I rarely ever been bet on and off the Jets. I'm a Jets fan, just so you know. I hardly Mike, ever... Mike condolence. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Maybe not this year, but and then again, just in general, Lakers, Yankees, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, I'll bet on the Aces. Don't get, get, call me crazy. I'll bet on those games. But other than that, I, I I try to stay away from my own teams because I realize when you're betting, even if you're not betting with your heart at that time, but you're betting on your team. Once the game is on, you're betting with your heart. You're you're like you're rooting for your team and you don't want to lose, but you know the other side might be tempting. See, <laughs> I'm the other way. I like betting my home games really? involving my home because I know them better than anyone. Okay. You know, in you know, my wife and I with with hockey, uh, with season tickets, we split with another a couple season tickets. And nice. there were several times when I went to the game and I would not tell her because she is the diehard <laughs> Golden Knights fan. And that's why we have the season tickets. I made the mistake of taking her to a game and year it was one. over. And it was over, yeah. <laughs> and the situation is, you know, I will bet against them in a heartbeat when a situ situation is right. And one of those was, you know, and I, I tell the story is remember when they had that long road trip and they finished it up with, uh, I think it was the, it was either the Boston game or the Buffalo game. It was a big game for either Jack Eichel or Bruce Cassidy, you know, play, you know, facing her old team. And then they came back home. I was against, I bet against the Knights big 
that first game back home because you're coming off the road trip. It was a very, very satisfying win that last game. I, and I just thought it was a bad scheduling spot. I do. And when we talk handicapping, we'll go into it. I do situational handicapping as well as the numbers. Okay. And I bet, I bet against them, but I didn't tell her till the game was over. And uh, I had to put my poker face on uh, throughout <laughs> the game. You know, every time that the other team scored, you know, I had to give the face. Oh no, you know, gave up a goal and inside I'm, you know, doing the happy dance, <laughs> but uh, that's a situation. And the Steelers are my football team. Okay. I, I live and breathe the black and gold. And um, that'll be fun this year. Whenever they come to uh, Allegiant stadium uh, in September, uh, be, interesting there and uh, I'll see which way we go with it but I'll bet against the Steelers in a heartbeat and if I know that the spot dictates it we go from there and how I tell my wife is I said you know these seats you have behind the net the Golden Knights (laughs) did not pay for them me betting on or against the Golden Knights paid for them so she's excited and you guys got your season tickets at the end of the day can I get don't get mad at me but I'm gonna give you my nickname for uh, Big Ben so half of my family in California, they're big Steeler fans. The other half are Raider fans. Okay, <sighs> just to make people mad, I used to call him Big Ben Worthless Burger. But hey, that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. He did win some Super Bowls on his own after the referees gave him the first one against Seattle. But you know, you know that. that. Hey, that's not our fault. What can I say? I, uh, correct. I don't take it away. Hey, you can't take it away from the Steelers. They yeah. they said thank you and they you know they took it. They gave we, it to we him. Did. We did. <laughs> That was drone. That was the one in Detroit. Yes, the one in Detroit. They guys had the bus. They had to give it to him. Jerome. I grew up watching Jerome uh, Bettis in L.A. when he was with the Rams back in the day when I was a kid. So it was good to see him win the chip. I'm not going to lie. But Jose Volante, Marco D'Angelo sitting in here for T.C. Martin live on the T.C. Martin show. 1400 AM KSHP radio, 107.1 FM and streaming worldwide on the T.C. Martin show dot com. Lots more games left. In the slate of baseball today, Marco, obviously Orioles going down to the Rays 7-2 final there. Blue Jays going on the road, beating the Marlins and their ace Alcantara 6-3. Reds continue to stay hot 5-3 against the Rockies, 11-game win streak. Cubs take out the Pirates. Pirates fall to an 10-game win streak now. Can't seem to figure it out after they had the first place reigns there. Tigers win 9-4 at home against the Royals. D-backs stay hot, continue that chokehold on that division. 5-1 on the road to Milwaukee. Mets seem to get it right and then they don't once again astros get the victory 10-8 final there and the other final we have here early on the day nationals beating the cardinals evan if you're listening to me my brother i know you're out there you're gonna have to pay up your bet at the end of the season for those of you that do not know me and a good friend of mine evan guerra he's a big cardinal fan he's from st louis he's st louis everything so i told him hey you just moved to vegas a little less than a year ago (laughs) i'm like let's make a bet I'll bet you that the Yankees have a better record at the end of the year than the Cardinals do. He's like, oh, I'm with it. My Cardinals are ready. We're set. We got a good squad. We're going into the season. Man, you talk about UNTC giving each other stuff all day. (laughs) I've been giving this guy stuff since the season started. St. Louis, there was a lot of sharp guys around town that thought St. Louis was going to take the division this year, you know, playing the futures market. I wasn't one of them, but uh, I was surprised the love that was coming for them this year. Crazy, man. Horrible. And it's it's what's crazy. I talk to people in books. They still get pounded. People are still betting this team thinking they're going to turn around sometime, but for some reason they don't. What you got? Sorry, Marco. Oh, no. What music we got? What is this? Let's see. I got to hear this before we go to commercial break. But let's see. Oh. <laughs> Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo, Numchuck in the building. You're tuning to the TC Martin Show. We will be right back after this commercial break. My story? No, not your story. A story. Since you can't keep your mouth shut long enough for me to read my paper, tell me a story. I don't think I know any stories. You don't know any stories? No. All right, I'll tell you a story. Back to more nonstop sports talk with the doctor. All right, all right. well, so it was a real quiet. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That's the point. Go, go. Here's the doctor, T.C. Martin. I'll tell you a story. I'm famous on YouTube for asking Sue Bird, quote-unquote, a stupid question. But once again, Jose Volonte, 
Wait, now you got to tell us that story. In the studio for T.C. Martin here live on the T.C. Martin Show. All I'm going to tell you is this. Go on YouTube, search reporter asked Sue Bird dumb question. That's all you got to ask. And, and the thing is, it wasn't a dumb question. I just asked it wrong. That was the problem. And it was a Zoom question. I wasn't there in person. But anyways, you know, I just had to throw that out there. I thought about it. All publicity is good publicity, no matter yeah, what it is. Absolutely. If people are clicking and liking and saying stuff, hey, I know who I am. I know what I am. Look where I'm at. I'm doing radio, right? I can't complain. But Marco, I hope you're having a fun time, man. I've had a good time with you so far today. We've been talking a lot during the break as well. And I like the conversations that I'm having with you because, again, I, I mentioned to you earlier, for a lot of the people that do not know, I used to work in a sports book. I opened up a sports book out on the east side a while back, and then I worked at their sister property back on the north side a while after. And I worked with some people that have been in the game for a while. So I, I watch and I learn how things work in the game on that part as well. Now, the one thing that I did mention to you is the book that I worked at, we were the hub at that time. So I was there when lines were made, when half times would happen. There were times where managers would tell me, all right, Jose, what do you think the line should be? If you're half a point or a point close to it, I'll give you the number and we'll post it here in our book. So I've seen the way things happen and how lines come out. A lot of things people don't understand too, Marco, is that some of these lines aren't necessarily made originally in Vegas, right? They're made in the world, as they call it. Mm -hmm. They come out overseas, offshores, or things of that nature. Now, a conversation that I had with you during the break that I wanted to talk with you now here live on the air is how you come across some of the ways you bet. You mentioned streaks in certain sports. I mentioned money and money movements. Right now, we only have baseball as the major pro sport left, technically, that you can bet on. Not to take anything away from the WNBA, yeah. but basketball's gone. Football's gone. Hockey's out the door. College sports is not around unless you're betting on the College World Series. But you as a handicapper, as a pro in what you do, how do you look at some of these angles in baseball and what do you look for? Well, there's different things that I like in baseball. Uh, one of my favorite angles that I like to do in baseball, you know, is a sport, you know, where you go on long road trips. You know, every team has road trips, but baseball, you can do a three city road trip where you're, you know, playing, you know, nine or 10 games. You come back. I like to look to fade those teams the first game back at home, especially if they're changing coast, you know, if they're going east coast to west coast or vice versa. And, People look at athletes and, you know, they want to look at them and think they're machines. And that's why people that only look at numbers, uh, I do look at numbers. You have to have a basis. But, Jose, these guys, you know, numbers and statistics, they are the average of everything for the season, okay? These guys are not machines. They're human beings. Yeah. Statistics don't breathe, okay? They're averages of everything that's gone on, but they don't play at that same level. Now, we all like to say, hey, we come into work every day and we, we give it 110%. Yeah. Nobody does. Numchuck, how many times do you give 110%? What is that? I might give, <laughs> oh, I might give 10%. Okay. But the situation, what I'm saying is there are, you're trying to find spots where players aren't, might not be at their optimal. Yeah. And to me, let's face it. Yeah. They're athletes, but you know what? At the end of the day, they put their pants on the same way we do. Yep. They have a wife or a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. They have kids. And when you're gone for nine or 10 days, that first day back, you got things to take care of, you know, and, uh, the kids want to see, uh, you know, wife and what's gone on in the last year. And it's a distraction. So I like to take, you know, the road team in the first game of that series. But the flip side to that is I will tell you, Jose, if that home team does lose that first game back at home, I love them in the second game because then you're getting a full focused effort. But for baseball right now, the thing I want to drill in on is streaks. Okay. And there's no sport like baseball, that I feel that streaks become a bigger issue in something you don't want to step in front of. We all know that because you're playing the same team for three days in a row. You get on rhythms. You know, teams are hitting the baseball, whatever. The problem is, as we all know in baseball, and why a lot of people shy away from baseball, is they're used to betting basketball and football. Yes. You're betting a point spread, okay? So you're laying 110 to 100. On every, almost every wager. Okay. Baseball, that's not the case. You got to lay odds. And when you're betting against the team that's on a losing streak, obviously you're going to be laying a big price, uh, because that team is bad. 
vice versa. If you're, you know, betting the, uh, the favorite on the winning streak, you're paying a price because they're winning right now. So where can you get in there and find ways to make it more attractive to bet some of these teams? Well, if a team's on a winning streak or a losing streak, there's generally a reason for it. Either the team is not hitting the baseball right now. They're not scoring any runs. So they're losing the games or Maybe their pitching staff is in total shambles right now and they're giving up a ton of runs. So, yeah, that's pretty obvious. So why am I saying that? Well, instead of laying 250 to bet against the Oakland A's, why not look at the team total on the Oakland A's? The reason they're losing is because they can't score runs. Oakland heading into today's action, six-game losing streak, uh, and they've scored three runs or less. In all six games. Guess what? If you bet the Oakland team total all six of those games, you're six and oh, and you're not laying two to one to do so. Um, Colorado, uh, going into today lost seven in a row and they had given up six runs or more in seven of those eight games and they went seven and one. If you bet against them, bet the team total, whoever they're playing, bet their team total over, you would have cashed seven of the last eight games, not laying that big number. And I got to bring up my Pittsburgh Pirates, unfortunately. Uh, uh, they've, okay? they've lost, uh, you know, the last eight games, they've scored three runs or less. Um, and in the last, you know, <laughs> 10, they've lost eight in a row and they've scored three runs or less in eight of the last 10. If you've just been betting the Pirates, team total you would be nine and one the last 10 betting the under and guess what they scored three runs today went under their team total was three and a half went under again now 10 and one on that so there's different ways to attack betting and finding ways to uh you know bring the price down because if you're betting all big favorites jose you're not you're not going to be successful and the other thing that I will say, too, for all those of you that know me and follow me on Twitter, you guys know I'm big on Twitter spaces and we run down the slates no matter what sports are out. I'm always out there on plug talk spaces every single morning. But that has been a big topic of conversation, Marco, and I'm glad you bring that up, is finding value in other places. The prop market is huge now, and that's what people don't understand. It's not necessarily anymore about sides and totals. Mm -hmm. Sports gambling has changed so much on the handicapping aspect, and you can find so many different angles all over the place. What you just mentioned is a topic of conversation daily on Twitter because people are trying to find different angles. I'm a big person that I do like to find team totals from time to time, but I'm big on looking for team pitchers, strikeout, uh, strikeout props, sometimes player performance doubles where you can get a pitcher maybe not to go crazy and ladder him but to hit a strikeout that you like and still win the game and get a good percentage and that lowers that favorite yeah. i you don't know how many times this year i've had the the, the tampa bay rays minus 200 yeah. and i'll get them with taj bradley or someone else on the mound solid pitcher and i'll get three four k's out of them and a win at plus 120 plus 130 smaller numbers i get it but easier smaller better odds not only that First five innings. First five innings to me are huge if you know pitching staffs. There are many pitchers that can give you a good first five that won't give up that many hits, but then their bullpen just can't do anything after that or their team in general doesn't give up that many run support. They don't score too many runs. So when it comes to the prop market, that's what I did want to ask you as well. How have you attacked that aspect of handicapping in, say, the last five years? Because prop betting has grown dramatically. It's grown dramatically everywhere but here. Unfortunately for us, okay, when you're a lot on the East Coast. Yeah. Here in Vegas, we're unfortunately way behind all of the other states. Now, you know, we've been we were the sports betting capital of the world. We were the only game in town and they didn't have to worry about. It. You know, you know, when you worked at the sports book. Now, the opportunity and I know a lot of sharps, you know, we like to use that word that make an hour drive every morning to cross Arizona really to use the app FanDuel yeah be, so because they have all of the the prop bets available to them uh where we don't yeah. eventually that's going to have to change the the market's you know going to force them to do it and we'll get more opportunities but yes because it's a market that is not as well defined as everything you know now if somebody Anytime money moves in, in a book, you know, a lot of time up and down the strip, it's just follow the leader. You know, a minute you see one sharp book that moves a game a half a point, 
and within 30 seconds, everybody else, whether they took a bet or not, are, are following suit. They're looking on the system, seeing the yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, and you you can't be. If there's an injury in football, everybody knows about it, you know, except hockey, because hockey's <laughs> it's either upper body or lower body. That's all you get to know uh, with, with hockey. But the prop market is it is not as precise in how do you figure those props? Well, you look at the season average. You take how many games they've played and what his strikeout is and what he averages per strikeout, right? And they're giving you just those, you know, averages. They're not taking in all of the matchups. Yeah. They're not taking about this is a team that's a free swinging team and so forth. So I know a lot of guys that are attacking the prop market and those are the same guys. Jose, that for years have been in baseball was the best sport for that fantasy baseball guys that, you know, mm. diehards in fantasy baseball, they're doing very well prop. with prop betting because that is what prop betting is. It's, it's, you know, statistical base. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's individuality based. It's not per a team. So for me, it's something that I've got to start. I'm, you know, I'm slow to that angle of it. You know, I'm doing more with the team props looking at and, you know, because it, it again gives me a bigger, you're, you're not focusing in on just the one guy. You're looking at, you know, the whole picture, you know, for the team. And the problem with, you know, with the team totals, what happens, like if you find a team, like I said, Colorado, you keep going against. We know Colorado because where they play, they're going to have high scoring games. But those last games that I just mentioned, they've been on the road. It's yeah. not been at cores. Okay. So you're not in the altitude. But what happens in baseball is when a team is having a bad pitching run, it magnifies. It's not something you can correct overnight because what happens is you're burning your bullpen. Mm -hmm. And some nights you almost have to, because you've used the bullpen so hard for three games in a row, somebody that you might have ran out there and yanked in the fourth inning or the fifth inning, you try to squeeze <laughs> that extra inning out of them or make them the sacrificial lamb. And you're getting you know easy wins where you're not laying those big numbers. Now, the one thing about prop bets, though, that I will tell you is that I think the only way it will work in Las Vegas is if and when FanDuel and DraftKings are allowed back. I've spoken to numerous people that are in the game out here currently. I speak to people that just bet in general in those states that they have those access to. And from everything I'm hearing, they're making a push to get back. It's, mm -hmm. It can't happen. Now, the reason I think Vegas hasn't been able to do it. And the book that I use, and I won't say it because, again, I don't give publicity to people like that, yeah. but the book that I use on my app, I've switched numerous books. Mm -hmm. I finally found the book that I like. I was getting these player props. I was getting mm -hmm. strikeout case. Now, I don't know if it's just me or if they yeah. switched the whole app now. I was doing really good. Now they're only giving me alternate strikeouts. They won't even give me the regular strikeouts mm -hmm. for the games. So things of that changed. But the reason I think it doesn't work out here is because DraftKings and FanDuel, they're not a sports book like in Las Vegas. They're not a casino with a hub. They're a freaking building. They're an organization with cubicles and offices and people that are in front of computers daily looking at all these numbers, statistics, putting up these stats. Yeah. And when Vegas finds a way to get that manpower and pay for it, which I don't see it happening right now, that's when all that will come here. But I, I, I'm like what you're saying with all these other people. I don't drive to other states. But I have people on the East Coast. I have people in Arizona yeah. that use these apps, that have these apps. And that's how I get some of these player props. Yeah. There's times where I'm betting on total bases, total strikeouts, total walks, all kinds of other things that you won't even find that some of you are probably listening to going, what are you talking about? Yeah. But unfortunately, those even those guys that if you're very successful <laughs> with those, you know, alternate type bets, yeah. you're going to get limited, you know, very quickly, if not. We really don't want your business, you know, <laughs> you get that, you know, when you log into your app one day and all of a sudden it doesn't work. Uh, that's the bad part of it. And that's, you know, something that, uh, has been always been a pet peeve of me. You know, if you should be, if you're open for business mm -hmm. and you are taking bets, you should take bets. Yeah. Okay. You shouldn't be able to, you know, to ban people and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, that's unless you're just, Vegas Dave. Yeah, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a, a story or yeah. a topic for another day. But, see, yeah. I knew yeah. I was yeah. going to push it. Guy never, he never loses, does he? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but he's betting minus 10,000. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's amazing yeah. for you yeah. not to. So I have a prop bet for you. Uh oh, what's the prop bet? What's the over under that you'll ever ask a dumb question again? 
<laughs> Are you seriously gonna do this to me right now? Yeah. I cannot believe that you're about to do what I think. Uh, this question is for Sue. The series is, is far from over. We know that you guys lost today, but the series is not over whatsoever. With the way that the crowd was in Las Vegas, the fan support and everything like that, and everything going into today's game, knowing it's your last year, would you want it any way, any other way? I mean, this has to be the way you want it to be, right? You don't want just easygoing games. You want excitement, don't you? No, I want 20-point wins every game until we win the championship. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I don't want to lose. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> I'm not, no disrespect, but mm. what? <laughs> what? Exactly. What are you doing to me right now is the question. Sorry, buddy. I Chuck. had to. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you bring it out. But like I said, all publicity is good publicity, no matter what it is. A lot of likes, a lot of views out there. Sheesh, I'm even getting a phone call right now. It might be her agent. Who knows? But hey, <laughs> anyways, Marco, I've had a fun time with you today. I know we still got some time left on the show. But let everyone know that follows me, that is listening to the show today, that hasn't heard you before or even followed you, where they can follow you and what you have going on on the gambling side. Yeah, guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marco in Vegas. Uh, you'll get information, you know, a lot of information there. I tweet out and like TC, uh, we'll send a few, a few food pictures out as well. <laughs> few? But, uh, yeah, few. Okay. Uh, but you know, my website, uh, you know, cofounderwagertalk.com. And we offer, we have daily shows every day. We, we cover every sport. Uh, granted right now it's the, you know, semi quiet season, yeah. uh, with what we've got going on, but, uh, we have a daily baseball show. We have a daily sports show, Wager Talk Today, uh, that you can, uh, tune into live, uh, every day, uh, 12 Eastern, nine on the West Coast. Uh, and we cover everything. And then, if you're guys that like stats and so forth, we put together guides. We've got like the NFL season guide out already with okay. the schedule and, uh, we've got a crack team that, uh, breaks down, you know, different situational spots in that. And then, uh, we put out a college football guide that's free. Mm. Gives you all of the returning, uh, starters in percentage of the plays and such that they, you know, that the starters are for. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, you got guys returning from last year. You know, maybe they only played two games last year. You know, we, we break the different things and get you ready for the, the upcoming sports and keep you informed. So I saw Dave Koken on the website. You work with Dave? Work with Dave. I did uh base I did uh radio show at another station yeah, with that. Dave over over yeah. the years there and that's actually how I got to meet uh T C in the in the hallway when he he found out uh I was a big horse guy. I used and, to intern at that studio, so yeah. I know. <laughs> so we uh you know, I, I did my first show with T C actually covering uh you know horses in a triple crown and such and then become good friends uh with T C on everything else and uh, I actually do own some ho- race horses. Saw that, yeah. So a uh, little jack of all trades, uh, come to speak. But, uh, hey, until three years ago, I never did, uh, hockey. You know, it was not a sport. And believe it or not, I get you. All my years in Pittsburgh, all those really with, with penguins, the penguins. Okay. I wasn't a, I wasn't a hockey fan. I might have went to five hockey games, you know, football and baseball. Yeah, it was football and baseball. You know, I mean, is a young kid getting to see Roberto Clemente play, nice. it, you know, to this day, I still say, that is the best athlete that I ever saw live in person, you know. In, uh, but I wasn't a hockey guy till the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights made a lot of people hockey guys for sure. And the one thing that I'll tell you, I finally get to meet you in person. I've met you many years ago, not in person, and I've never spoken to you. But what I mean by that, before I ever started doing sports media or even grabbed the mic or whatever it was or jumped in front of a camera, I used to listen to you doing my routes when I used to work for Red Bull. You guys were always on the on the radio, and that's why I remember Dave Koken. Yeah. When I started doing my podcast out of my freaking kitchen at my house, <laughs> Dave was one of the first people that I reached out to, and he was on my podcast. He probably won't remember. He probably mm-hmm. doesn't even know who I am anymore because mm-hmm. that was six years ago. But still, it's crazy how Dave Koken has been in the industry for so long. You also got guys like Teddy Covers, I believe, yep. over there. So you got guys that... It's not just everyday Joes that are trying to give you numbers like yeah. you would find on Twitter. There's a lot of yeah. people that every day now you have Twitter cappers and yeah. everyone's a handicapper nowadays or a professional VIP. I look at it this way. I always tell people I don't consider myself a handicapper. I just consider myself someone that used to work in a sports book, knows how things work a little and likes to bet some money from time to time. You know what I mean? I'm never going to tell you you're wrong and I'm right, mm-hmm. but 
I love meeting new people all the time, especially people that are into the same thing that I'm into. So I'll definitely be picking your brain a lot more and hopefully getting you on my show down the sure. road when I get things started back up again as well. But I've had fun today, man. It's been a great show. I want to get your pick one more time. Give us your final thoughts all the way through. Dodgers Angels today, minus 145. Total now went down to minus eight and a half instead of nine where it was at. Still favored to the under. All the money coming in on the Angels, tickets-wise as well. But again, we said percentage of money doesn't always mean the right money could mean sharp money. What's your overall outlook on this game tonight? Yeah, I, like I said, I like the Angels. I just didn't want to lay the the buck 46 with them against the Dodgers. Uh, you know, this is a spot with the Angels. If I did get in there and want to bring that price down, uh, Jose, I like to do this a lot. You talked about first five innings. I'll lay the half a run. Oh, okay. First five innings, and you know, you bring it down. Uh, you, you can get that in. You know, generally a lot of times to, to you know dollar ten, dollar fifteen range. Give or take, yeah. I'll give you a play today that I am on. This is a situational play for me, and I've, I've cashed on it earlier in the season when this situation happened with him. But you, Darvish, goes for the Padres tonight. And he's coming off a bad outing. Okay. And going back to the start of last season, he when he has had an outing that he gave up five runs or more, I'm going to tell you what he has done. Six times he has done that. In those six games, he has gone seven innings five times, six and two-thirds the other time, and he gave up one run three times, zero runs three times. I'm on the Padres and Darvish tonight. I would use first five, and I would use full game. There you go. Free play here on a Wager Talk Wednesday from our guy, Marco D'Angelo, live on TC Martin, show here on KSHP Radio. I believe the Giants, that's, is that Padres Giants, right? Yeah. So I believe the Giants, it's bullpen day. Yes, it is. So that's he, and the, the starter. Let me go ahead and put a star on that one. <laughs> he started the Monday game. Okay. There we go. One inning pitched only, and that's yeah. it. ERA's at 5.4. Give me you, Darvish, and the Padres. I'm not going to lie. I normally don't bet on you, but I'll go ahead and bet on you today, Marco, for giving me that bet. But I greatly appreciate you. Once again, Jose Volonte, you guys have been tuned in to another episode here of the TC Martin Show live on KSHP Radio, 1400 AM. And remember, also, brand new station, 107.1 on the FM Dow. Always streaming live at the tcmartinshow.com. Remember, if you miss any part of this show or any part of any previous show, go to the tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from our great guest. Go to the current and classic interview pages anytime at tcmartinshow.com. Remember, TC Martin Show, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., streaming live at tcmartinshow.com. TC Martin will be back tomorrow. Same time, 2 to 4 p.m. here on your radio dial. You can catch me all over Las Vegas. I'm mostly on Twitter at Jose underscore Volonte. Also filling in on SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson from time to time on Monday nights. You can catch me on there. But if you want to check out any of my personal previous content or my podcast with what I've done, Straight Bet Sports on all social media platforms and on YouTube, check me out. Till next time, I'm Jose Volonte. We are out. Peace. Peace.